0: Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app.
1: This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn.
0: Wondery, rocketmoney.com, slash, Wondery.
3: Amber. She had been waiting for a year for this day. She's been into animals since she was still in diapers. her science project is to raise a baby lamb. She was all excited when I left that morning. She's like, thanks mom, I love you so much. Thank you for the lamb.
4: I think I've known Amber since she was about four years old. Me and her mom were friends for a long time before we started dating. (laughs) To me, Amber's my baby girl. All Amber wanted that day was to go pay for her lamb. And when I left, I wrote the check for her to grab on her way out the door. Amber, say bye-bye. I was the last person that seen Amber.
3: I think Dave called, and he says, Amber never made it to school. And I said, what? I knew as soon as Dave said she didn't make it to school, someone had taken her. There was no question in my mind.
0: Tonight, a 14-year-old girl is missing, and Escondido police are asking for your help in finding her.
4: The Amber Dubois case is one of the most frustrating cases that we've been faced. Typically, you have evidence. You have witnesses. In this case, we had nothing.
3: It didn't make sense to me how she could be in front of her school with 2,000 other students, and someone was able to take her. It's
4: like she just vanished.
0: Maurice Dubois, Amber's father, did not give up.
1: Nothing's more important than the search for Amber. Search and Rescue volunteers canvass the area, but still no Amber. We are definitely 100% a team, all of us.
3: Every weekend, I get my hopes up. And then the weekend's over and I just fall apart.
1: Mark your holidays with tears. There is no holiday when your child is missing.
3: You know, you you start looking at everybody you know.
1: I mean, you suspect and you don't trust anybody. You think anyone could do it.
3: There's a part of me that I'm not 100% sure when it comes to Dave.
1: Before this all
4: happened, Carrie and I were doing better than we've ever done in the history of our relationship. And in a matter of no time at all, that all went away. We're getting so much information from different sources saying,
1: you know, you need to look at Dave. Many people said, well, look at the step-parent. It's always the step-parent.
3: Couldn't lay in the same bed with the man who I thought might have done something to my daughter. Why would you look at me? I don't understand why you would look at me.
4: Do whatever you need to do to find Amber, but hurry up and get done looking at me so you can start looking the proper direction. Taken.
2: The Amber Dubois Story.
1: Let us pray. We ask that you'll watch over each one of the searchers and lead us to that crucial piece of
4: evidence that's going to bring Amber home. Amen. Amen.
2: It has been 22 days since Amber Dubois disappeared.
5: Amber is a 14 year old girl, 5 foot 5, 130 pounds.
2: And the desperate search for the straight A student, search and rescue with the Sheriff's Department, is in high gear. More than 400 volunteers are combing 200 square miles of countryside on foot.
6: Be observant, watch for things that are out of
3: place.
2: The crisis has brought together a fractured family. Amber's mom, Carrie
3: McGonigle. Every morning she'd wake me up before she left for school and give me a kiss and tell me she loved me. Amber's father, Mo Dubois.
1: We're not losing hope, not in any way.
4: And the man Carrie lives with now, Dave Cave. Amber lives at my house and I come home to her every day. She's my daughter to me. She's my baby girl.
2: Amber, say hi! It's the
4: spirit of a special child
1: that keeps their hopes alive. My daughter Amber is my sweetheart. She's she's a little girl who always has a little smirk on her face. Tease me all the time, give me a hard time about my receding hairline, and that's my kid.
3: She loves to read. She has friends at school and stuff, but she doesn't go to the mall. She hates to shop. She doesn't wear makeup, she's a bookworm.
2: But as the days pass with no breaks in the case, the stress starts taking a toll
4: on all three parents. This is tearing Carrie's heart out of her.
3: She's, she's just, I hate seeing what it's doing to her. It consumes you, you know? You, you don't know where your daughter is, you know, or your child is, and
1: it just changes your whole, your whole world. I don't want to make it to a mom. I want I to want hug tomorrow. I want to hug tonight. I want to see someone call us tonight and say, we, we've got her. She's coming home.
2: In the next hour, you'll witness a remarkable and intimate journey. For a year and a half from the time Amber first went missing, 48 hours has been with her anguished family. You'll see how the strain of her disappearance wore them down and for a time tore them apart. The mystery of Amber Dubois' disappearance began here, on the day before Valentine's Day.
3: She was seen by two different parents walking up the street.
2: Amber was last seen around 7 a.m., just blocks from Escondido High School.
3: She was walking by herself the first time, and the second time, there was a man standing next to her, or a kid.
2: When Amber didn't show up at home by 4.30 that afternoon, her stepfather Dave went looking
4: for her. I went to her first class and her teacher told me that she, she had not shown up to class. And immediately, I, I knew something was wrong.
1: I get a call from Carrie saying, I don't know where Amber is, In hysterical in tears.
4: Her panicked
2: family went into immediate search mode, retracing Amber's route to school, plastering the town with flyers, and knocking on every door in the neighborhood. Nobody in Amber's family is willing to give up hope, even down to the smallest member, Dave and Carrie's seven-year-old daughter, Allison.
3: She'll hear people say kidnapped or abducted, and she kind of freaks out, you know. And Amber's not kidnapped, and, and she wants to search. So at night, we go, we go on walks with the dogs, and we go. We have six on that side, too. And search for her sister, because she, be, she wants to participate.
2: Amber's father, Mo, puts his life on hold taking a leave from his job as an electrical engineer in Los Angeles and moving to a nearby hotel with his partner, Rebecca Smith.
1: Usually end my night by about two or three hours of crying. I have to have my point to release. If volunteers and everyone around here start, start to see my frustration, then it'll, it'll trickle on through them.
2: As the days pass, hope begins to fade. Replaced by a growing suspicion that Amber may have met with foul play in her own home. Escondido police begin focusing on one member of the family in particular, Amber's stepfather, Dave Cave. How soon after her disappearance did you realize that you were a person of interest?
4: I don't think it actually really set in for me for a couple of weeks. The head searcher said, you can't be being involved with any of this search because you do not want to be the person who finds Amber. And I've kind of looked at him like, why not? And they said, if you're the the person that finds something, they are going to pin it on you. I I was the last person that seen Amber.
2: Tell me about the morning of, of February the 13th.
4: Amber was up and ready to go to school on time uh, without any prompting, because she knew she was getting a check to get her lamb.
2: Dave walked us through what he says happened the morning Amber disappeared.
4: About when I finished getting dressed, Amber came into my room and said, Dave, you got my check for the lamb? And I said, I'll give it to you before I leave, sweetie. So she came up several times, and I think it was the fourth time that she asked for the check. I said, sweetie, I will give you a check before I leave. Just go downstairs. You'll have a check, I promise, just relax. So I came downstairs and I sat down at the table right here. I wrote out the check uh, for the lamb and I walked right in here. I sat the check down on the arm of the couch and Amber was sitting on the floor right there. She was eating a bowl of cereal and I said, sweetie, here's your check for your lamb. I'll see you later, I love you. And I turned around and walked out the door and and went about my day.
2: That was the last you saw of her?
4: Yeah, absolutely. But it was what this
2: man of routine did not do that quickly made him a key suspect. Dave Cave did not show up for work that day. He says he went to the gym
4: and then home to do his taxes. And when I came back to the house, she was gone. So I I figured she went to school. She should have been at school by then. But while he was at home,
2: Dave somehow did not get the message from the high school secretary alerting them that Amber, the girl with perfect attendance, had failed to show up at school. Fairly early on into the investigation, suspicion was swirling around your partner, Dave. Oh yeah. But eventually, you became suspicious as well.
3: You know, Dave had come to my work that day and brought me some chocolate-covered strawberries and some roses that day. That's a nice gesture. Yeah, well it was, it was for Valentine's Day, it was 13th, except that Dave doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day. And he stuck around for like 45 minutes that day, and I'm like, I had to to ask him to leave. I'm like, Dave, what are you doing here, go.
2: Another concern for investigators centers on some tension between Dave and Amber that led the family to counseling.
4: Amber and I didn't always get along perfectly. It's a house, there's rules, she's a teenager. She doesn't wanna follow the rules there's gonna be a certain amount of conflict.
3: They really didn't talk for the whole month before Amber went missing. It was a constant bicker.
2: But Dave claims the night before Amber disappeared,
4: they finally called a truce. I know the night before she went missing, we went out and went shopping and went to the bookstore and stuff, and, and we had a really good time. But could
2: Amber possibly have said or done something the next morning to set Dave off? Escondido police are taking a hard look at Dave, and the answers he gives police will raise Carrie's suspicions even further.
3: We're sitting with the detectives and everything, and he's telling me what he did that day, and I'm like, just take him in. That's how bad he looked. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
4: When I went in for my original interview with the police, they took pictures of my hands, take your shirt off, pictures of my arms, my back, my chest, to make sure I didn't have any marks on me. Within
2: days of Amber Dubois' disappearance, Escondido police start zeroing in on Dave Cave, the man the missing 14 year old called her
4: stepfather.
2: The detectives ask you the question directly, did you kill Amber?
4: They never, I don't think they used the word kill. They asked directly, do you know Amber's whereabouts? Do you know anything about Amber's disappearance? Things like that, and and in the polygraph test, they ask questions like that.
2: You took the polygraph exam eight times. Why so
4: many? They had nothing to go on. They're clearly looking for something to go on.
2: But they kept on coming back to you.
4: Statistics point at me. Statistics point at the male of the household that the child lives in.
2: Did police ever come to you and say, we believe Dave may be responsible? for Amber's disappearance?
3: Did they come straight out and say that? No. Did they hint to that? Absolutely. Well,
2: this is someone that you tr- trust, I would assume, mm-hmm. right? I trust. You loved him?
3: Yeah, uh-huh, he's the father of my child.
2: But you also believed he was capable of murder? I had doubt. Did Carrie ever ask you the question? Were you responsible for her disappearance? Oh, absolutely. She asked you, this is a woman you're in love with. And she suspected you as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What did this do to your
4: relationship with Carrie? I, I, don't know where my, I don't know where Carrie and I's relationship goes in the future.
2: Six weeks after Amber goes missing, Carrie makes a heart-wrenching decision. She packs up and moves out, taking Allison, the daughter she shares with Dave. Did the police tell you to move out? You decided on your own?
3: Oh, I had to. Why? I couldn't Because I couldn't lay in the same bed with the man who I thought might have done something to my daughter. Did I think, honestly, that Dave premeditated this, that he could have? No. Did I think maybe Amber bugged him five or six times about the check like she did? And there was maybe a confrontation. Maybe she fell down the stairs. I, I don't know what. When, I can't tell you what went on through my head. But did I think that Dave plan to kill Amber? Absolutely not. I think an accident might have happened. Yeah. And he hit it. Yeah.
4: I feel like I'm 100 years old. It's, it's, it's taken a huge toll on everybody. It's, it's, just, it's just destroyed everybody's lives.
2: Dave neglects his scaffolding business, which begins to crumble.
4: I was the driving force of my company and I quit driving. And we're paying the price. I don't know that we make it through. And Amber's father,
2: Mo, loses his job and his savings financing the search. With no leads in the case, the whole family lives in a constant state
4: of paranoia. I'm scared to death that something could happen to Allison. My daughter pretty much doesn't get out of my sight when when she's with me. She doesn't go to the playground here without somebody sitting in that front yard. I just I've lost faith in people.
3: My heart tells me she's still alive and we're gonna we're gonna find her.
2: In August, 6 months after Amber vanished, Carrie's mother hires a team of live scent search and recovery dogs to retrace Amber's steps on the last day she was seen.
1: Quincy and Jack are trained to follow the odor of one specific person and to exclude all others. They have an outstanding track record when it comes to cold cases.
3: They followed the trail from our house up the freeway.
2: The dogs lead searchers to Escondido High School and then along a 15-mile stretch of highway to the remote Pala Indian Reservation. It's a baffling clue.
3: I've never brought her here, and so I believe that she was brought here by whoever took her.
2: Carrie is convinced Amber is still nearby and alive.
3: She's probably within, what, 50-mile range, I think. Which just drives me crazy, but then you look around here and look how much land there is to cover. You know, I gotta keep the faith. It's hard. After
2: countless sleepless nights, on February 13th, 2010, Amber's family find themselves marking the one year anniversary of her disappearance.
3: That one is. Grab a table, Cody. We decided to have a -a
1: walkathon to help raise money to further her her uh, search
5: Um, efforts.
1: It's a nightmare, you know, every day, you know, it never ends. We're back at
3: square one. You You know, something's got to break in this case. We just don't know when or how, but somebody knows something.
1: Escondido Police and Sheriff's Homicide Detectives were following a lead in the case when they made this discovery.
6: Search in a North County neighborhood this morning in hopes of finding a
0: missing teenager.
2: Almost a year to the day that Amber Dubois disappeared.
0: She's about five foot five, weighs 150. Her family pounds,
2: wakes to the here. news that and another promising eyes. teen is missing.
3: My roommate came into my room and she said, Carrie, there's uh, another girl missing. She's 17, her name's Chelsea.
2: Chelsea King, an honors high school student fails to return from her afternoon run near Lake Hodges.
3: Her car found at the Rancho Bernardo Community Center. Just
2: 10 miles from where Amber disappeared. Her grief-stricken parents, Brent and Kelly King, appeal for help.
0: Anybody out there, if you know anything, please just help us bring her home.
2: She's a great girl. She's
0: such a good girl. She needs to come home.
2: What was your immediate
3: thought? My immediate thought is I wanted to get in my car and drive over there and help search for her.
2: The next morning, armed with 3,000 flyers and hundreds of volunteers,
3: we're just part of the search team for Chelsea King. And was
2: Amber's family joins the search for Chelsea.
1: I knew it was a very, very difficult time for them and whatever support we can give to them, the family, the group, we wanted to be there for that. I said a prayer that she was found fast.
4: But while searchers combed the area,
2: Unbeknownst to the public, police had already discovered a vital clue. Chelsea's underwear and socks are found near a running trail. They are sent to a lab for DNA testing. Then, just 72 hours later, the San Diego Sheriff makes a stunning announcement.
1: At approximately 4.20 this afternoon, uh, investigators with the Fugitive Task Force arrested 30-year-old John Albert Gardner III.
2: DNA on Chelsea's underwear is linked to John Gardner, a convicted sex offender on parole with a criminal record dating back 10 years. Gardner had recently spent six years in prison for savagely beating and sexually assaulting a 13-year-old girl. And Gardner is also identified by another woman Candace Moncayo as the man who attacked her on the same jogging trail just two months earlier.
5: He threw me down onto the ground and he pinned me to the ground. And I, Like I said, I was screaming and he said shut up and I said no. Moncayo told her story to CNN's Larry King. I said, well you're going to have to kill me first because I thought that he was trying to rape me. He said, that can be arranged.
2: But Moncayo the daughter of a world kickboxing champion, was fighting for her life.
5: I took my right elbow and I bashed him in the nose. And he grabbed his face and turned away from me. And I got up and I ran faster than I think I've ever run in my life.
2: Under questioning, Gardner denies any involvement in King's disappearance or the attack on Moncayo. Just 48 hours later, San Diego DA Bonnie Dumanis is meeting with top cops when they get the news everyone has been dreading.
7: We were all sitting around the table when every beeper in the room started going off. You could just feel the room change, and they were notified, each one of them, that they had found Chelsea and that she was not alive.
0: Devastating news from Lake Hodges after investigators announced they believe they have found the body of 17-year-old Chelsea King in a shallow grave.
2: Gardner is charged with the murder of Chelsea King and the attack on Moncayo. Despite Gardner's arrest, Amber's family still doubts he has anything to do with her disappearance.
4: Does it feel like to you that John Gardner might have
6: abducted your daughter?
3: No, but I don't know if that's just denial.
2: Carrie appears on CBS's The Early Show with Harry Smith the day after Gardner's arrest. You think somebody else may have done it?
3: Yeah, he seems a little sloppy in what he does. As of yesterday, they hadn't found anything that linked him with Amber.
2: But behind the scenes, a secret agreement is being hammered out. Gardner's attorneys are quietly reaching out to San Diego DA Dumanis, trying to save Gardner from an almost certain trip to death row.
7: The discussion was, I think we can lead you to Amber Dubois. We had a family that didn't know what happened to their daughter. And if we could bring Amber home, That was the most important part of this conversation.
2: With the blessing of Chelsea King's family, the state makes a deal. If Gardner will lead them to Amber, prosecutors will not pursue the death penalty against him for Chelsea's murder.
7: It was a serious and heavy agreement and we made the decision and kept it very secret You don't know whether or not he's telling the truth. You don't know whether you're really gonna find Amber. And you don't want to raise the hopes or the fears of the family before you know. Late the following evening,
2: Carrie and Mo are summoned to the Escondido Police Station.
1: Mo and I had no idea why we were there. The time, the fact that they asked us to come in
3: immediately and my heart just dropped i knew at that point it wasn't going to be good
0: (sighs) that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on carvana from the comfort of home that's a good blend it's time to take it easy like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes
2: talk about starting the morning right
0: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really
2: is no place like home.
0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: I knew when I got the phone call, I knew it was bad.
2: 13 months after Amber Dubois disappeared, Escondido police deliver the news her parents have been dreading.
3: And they said, uh, we found remains last night and we were able to identify them to confirm that it's, that it's Amber's remains.
2: Carrie and Mo sat down with us just hours later.
3: I was still holding out, but when they told me, it was, uh, it was a sense of relief. Closure. Denial.
1: It really hurt the most when they described the condition, her condition, and I wasn't ready to hear that. They don't have all of her yet. Her entire body has not yet been recovered. We don't know if it's because of uh, wild animals or, or what, but we just know our whole baby hasn't been recovered yet. Human skeletal remains have been positively identified as being those of our missing
8: 14-year-old Amber.
2: In a bitter irony, investigators finally locate Amber's remains near the Pala Reservation, just a mile from where the live-sent dogs led Amber's family just six months earlier. And her family learns that Gardner, a convicted sex offender, had hundreds of parole violations, which should have sent him back to prison months earlier.
4: He should have not have been on the street. He didn't belong on the street. But Gardner's confession
2: clears up one mystery that's been haunting Amber's family. Dave is no longer a suspect. Well, how did you feel when he was cleared?
3: I felt, well, I felt relief. Right. You know, of course. Um,
2: did you feel a little guilty?
3: No. No, It's my daughter.
2: But Dave is still struggling to understand why Carrie ever had doubts about him. There's hurt
4: that will never, that will never pass. I've I've had things said to me that are more hurtful than anything that's ever been said to me in my life. People that should have had 100% faith in me didn't. And that's a hurt that's never gonna go away. Friends and family
2: gather three weeks later as Amber is laid to rest.
1: I carry Amber close to me, and she's by my side and she always will be.
3: I feel a sense of closure. I think he feels devastated where my anger is gonna keep me going to bring justice for Amber.
4: Judge on the 130 calendar, item number 16, John Albert Gardner.
2: On April 16th, 2010, in a San Diego courtroom, John Gardner pleads guilty to the slayings of Amber and Chelsea and the attack on jogger Candace Moncayo.
8: Do you admit the truth of those facts? Yes.
2: But Gardner's guilty plea is not enough for Carrie, who feels the need to confront her daughter's killer face to face. Why did you need to speak with him?
3: I needed answers. To what questions? How he got Amber. You know, I needed to know if she, um, if she cried for me, if she begged for her
2: life. Authorities won't let Carrie see Gardner. So she takes to waiting at the entrance to the jail, sparking a confrontation with Gardner's mother, a psychiatric nurse.
3: I just want to visit your son. Excuse me. Don't don't touch me. I'll get you. Don't touch me. I'm not. Stay away
4: her. from her. I'm
3: I'm not here to harass you. I want to talk to your son. And find out why he murdered my daughter. It pisses me off that the mom didn't go public and say, I'm sorry. You know, my son's a monster. You know, he's still my son. I still love him because he's my son. But I'm sorry, I reach out to the families and apologize for his behavior. You know, she just runs. And I just think that's weak.
4: Leave my mom alone.
3: What about Gardner? Why would she let Gardner visit she didn't with Amazon?
4: Gardner mom? do
1: anything? We're sorry. We're sorry. Beyond, you don't even
2: know. Then, just two days before sentencing, Carrie is granted a meeting with Gardner.
3: I had been coached by Escondido Police Department that if I showed rage, if I showed anger, that I wouldn't get the answers that I wanted. And so. When I went in there, I had a mindset of just, I'm going in to ask the questions. The biggest thing was how did he get my daughter? How was he able to get Amber in his car? And when he finally told me how it happened, it made sense then. According
2: to Gardner, he was driving in the neighborhood at about seven in the morning when he spotted Amber
3: walking alone down an empty side street. She wasn't anywhere where any of us thought she was. She was not anywhere near the school.
2: In an exclusive interview with 48 Hours, convicted killer John Gardner told us exactly how he abducted
8: and murdered Amber Dubois. I passed her driving down the street, and that's the first time that I saw her. I pulled up next to her with the windows down in the car. Uh, I had uh, the knife out and visible, and told her that I also had a gun and to get in the car, or it was going to be a lot worse. She actually looked at me uh, in kind of shock and disbelief, and asked me if I was kidding. And I raised my voice and yelled, no, get the F in the car.
3: And I could see the whole thing, how how she looked at him, and how she was. she was scared when she saw him.
8: I drove to the remote area, and um, on driving, I uh, put the music on. She wanted to hear music so that she could pretend she wasn't there. During the 40-minute ride to the Indian
2: Reservation, Gardner says a terrified Amber badgered him, begging him to
3: let her go.
8: She asked me why I was doing it, what was wrong. But she wasn't
3: crying, she, she never cried. And she just kept going, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And asking a lot of questions.
8: When we got up to the Paula area, I turned into uh, like a little, it's a little plateau dirt area that was just off of that road. And that's where everything, the rest of it took place.
3: He took her to um, the location. He raped her. And um, then out of the blue, he doesn't know why, he just grabbed the knife, ran over and, and stabbed her.
2: For a half an hour, Carrie listened spellbound as Gardner filled in the missing pieces of her daughter's last day on earth. But surprisingly, instead of breaking her, Carrie says, it gave her strength. So how did you feel when you left that meeting? Great. Felt great? I felt great. Because?
3: Because I had, in my opinion, I had complete closure. I had the answers I was looking for. I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, which is something I hadn't seen for 13 months.
8: I'm the most dangerous type of a sexual predator. I never want to be let out. I will kill. I am the type that needs to be locked up forever.
6: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.
0: You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle, find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: It's sentencing day for John Gardner and Amber's mother Carrie is preparing a victim impact statement for court.
3: Alright, I'm going to have to try to read this a million times before I, so I don't cry today. 15 months ago I kissed my daughter goodbye. I don't think I can read this. I read it last night. <laughs> Today, after 15 months of the most agonizing pain, worry, anger, and grief, I am supposed to address the court and put into words the impact of the criminal acts this stranger brought upon my loving daughter. I'll never forget the pain that you caused, nor the loss I feel. I'll never forget that you stole from me God's most precious gift.
4: we the crime of murder in the first degree of Amber Dubois, life in prison without the possibility of parole.
2: Just after receiving his formal life sentence, John Gardner continued his exclusive interview with us.
8: I'm the most dangerous type of a sexual predator. I will kill. I know I will. I am the type that needs to be locked up
2: forever. Gardner says he's been violent since he was a child and has
8: taken countless medicines. I was on about 16 to 20 different medications throughout my life, lithium, tegritol, Melorel.
2: These are drugs usually prescribed to control severe psychiatric disorders. But
8: Gardner says nothing has helped him control his rage. I've done things to my family members. I've hurt them. I've hit people. I've beaten people. I've done a lot of things that I regret in my life and I wish I could take back. But I still do the same things over and over again. I'm on meds right now. And I, you can see the anger in my eyes just of trying to talk. I get angry, I blow up, I explode. I don't know how to describe it. I can't, I feel like I'm out of control of myself at times and then I go and I do things that I regret for the rest of my life. He claims he's haunted by the memories of his victims. It's like torture. I, I hurt so many people in such a bad way and I have to live with that knowledge. But he has trouble saying he's remorseful. Honestly, I, I do have remorse. The word remorse, I, I, I regret it completely. I don't even know what the meaning of that word remorse. I say regret. I
7: regret everything that I've done. Uh, I think he's a sociopath. I don't think any sociopath is capable of remorse.
2: San Diego DA Bonnie Dumanis believes the tears Gardner shed in the courtroom were just an act.
7: I think what we saw was Mr. Gardner trying to make us feel that he had remorse. And the true Gardner came out when Candace said, how's your nose?
5: I came here today to stand as a witness for Chelsea and Amber.
7: It was a brief, but revealing
2: moment. And it came when Candace Moncayo gave her statement in court. Candace is the jogger, who survived her encounter with Gardner by punching him in the nose and outrunning him.
5: I came to watch as justice is served for the horrifying acts he has committed. And finally, to ask him how his nose is.
7: And just like that, the rage in his eyes. That's the real Gardner.
2: On May 17th, 2010, John Gardner was transferred to Corcoran State Prison.
8: I'm probably gonna twiddle my thumbs in some solitary confinement and and beat myself up for however long that I'm around. And eventually, it will happen, eventually. Someone will come and get to me. But he says the sooner death comes, the better. That will be a release for me. I'm going to torture myself more with the memories that I have and the, how much I beat myself up of it than death itself. And I'll probably, it's either going to be that or I'll end up killing myself, one of the two. I can't stand, I can't stand to be confined. I'm like an animal, just like they said, I'm an animal.
2: How do you begin to move forward in this new normal of of your life?
3: Well, I'll I'll never forget, you know. Taking things slow, you know. Enjoying time with Allison, Amber's little sister. (laughs) Hey, baby. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
2: But remarkably, today Carrie says she's finally able to forgive the man who killed her daughter.
3: I have to say, it's Amber making me forgive him. But I have to forgive in order to live my life. I could sit here and be angry at the world, but what's what's that gonna give me? How's that gonna gonna benefit my seven-year-old daughter that I have to raise still?
2: And at least for now, Dave and Carrie will be raising her together. They're in counseling and living together
4: again. There are times when everything is nice and mellow and there are times that everything isn't quite so nice and mellow and that's, you know, that's the way it's going to be.
3: We can only go one day at a time.
4: Pretty much it. One day at a time.